1: Welcome to Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about bringing a baby or toddler to Disney World, why you should do that, and what you can do to make life easier for yourself when you do that. Find old episodes of the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you left us a positive review. Special shout out to MZL and ZX2 who left us a review the other day. You can connect with us. By email at disneydeciphered at gmail.com, at our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered, or you can tweet at us at wdwdecipher. Let us know if you have any questions, comments, or topics that you'd like us to discuss. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies.
0: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
1: And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So today we're here to talk about. Tips and Tricks for Traveling to Walt Disney World with a Baby. Um, And, you know, we wanted to get this episode out of the way because, Leslie, uh, I think you are quickly, more and more quickly forgetting uh, what that was like back in the day.
0: That is true. My son is about to turn five and the baby and toddler years are really in the rearview mirror for me. I, I felt like I found like this travel summer of mine was just glorious because all of the stuff that we used to have to lug around was no longer needed. But yeah, so let's get this episode in quick before um, my memory fades. And you know, I want it to fade as quickly as possible.
1: Yes, uh, no accidents, Leslie, no accidents. And we should say for the purposes of this podcast, we will define baby as anyone who can get into Walt Disney World theme park for free. So that is anybody under the age of three years old. So that kind of includes toddlers as well. But it's not just like babies, like ones that can't walk yet. Is that cool for you, Leslie?
0: Yeah, that's cool. I think there's a lot of the same considerations to keep in mind.
1: Let's start with saying, you know, should you even bother bringing a baby or a toddler to Walt Disney World? Or why should you bother? What do you think, Leslie?
0: Well, yes, they're free, Joe. So, you know, might as well take advantage. Um, no, what, I about
1: think- the, what about the mental cost, though? The
0: mental cost? Well, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I want to go to Disney World. I don't want to wait for three or four years to have to... Um, take some time off just because I have a baby. I mean, that would not make me a very happy parent. So, you know, th- this is my philosophy on travel in general, not just in Disney World. I think you should just go and do it. If travel makes you happy, if Disney makes you happy, it's totally worth it. And there's so many cute moments there. I mean, there are a lot of things there for babies that you would miss out on if you waited till your kids were seven or eight or nine to take your first trip.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. You know, the way I answer this question is, I think you should just ask yourself, do I want to pay to take any vacation with my young child? And I think if the answer is yes, there's no reason why Disney is not a perfectly wonderful place to take your kid to vacation. Like you, Leslie, you know, I think that having kids, young kids is not necessarily a impediment to travel. And while it is more difficult, um, you know, I think, I mean, I cherish pictures that I have of my kids um, when they were babies, whether it be in Disney World or Europe or Asia, um, you know, the places that we've gone. So, you know, I think it's definitely worthwhile to um, take your kids on the trip. And I'd also say that when you travel with babies, it kind of just trains you. It's like a muscle. And so that helps you, I think, in the future when you travel once your kids are older.
0: No, that's totally right. And that's where I am now. I mean, I feel like it's just totally a breeze with my kids, nine and almost five because I really went through the trenches (laughs) for the last couple of years.
1: You put in your time. You put in your time. That's
0: right. That's right. I'm reaping the rewards now, and you can too.
1: So the next thing I'd say is that if you are going to go on vacation with your baby, Disney World is actually a pretty great place to take your baby, just because as Disney World, a place that is catering towards kids, um, it is very baby friendly. So Leslie, what are some of the ways that Disney makes visiting the theme parks, or just while Disney World in general, baby friendly?
0: Yeah, they really thought of everything. I mean, you know, there are pack-and-plays in the rooms, n- You know, no concern about whether the hotel's going to run out of the crib like you will get a lot of other hotels. There's a baby care center in every park where you can go and change your baby's diaper or if you forgot formula or snacks that you can go grab that. I mean, they really have thought through all of the little details. There's stroller parking, so there's some place for you to put your stroller safely while you ride on the rides. Um, they really have thought through those details And I mean, I find it one of the easiest places to take a baby or toddler because all of the logistics that I normally have to think through myself entirely on my own, at least some percentage of those have been covered by by Disney.
1: Yeah. And like I mentioned on my trip report a couple episodes ago, even more so on Disney Cruise Line, but even at Walt Disney World, um, they take care of it pretty well. So what we want to do on this episode is just give you some ideas for how to make travel with your a young child your baby or toddler easier and so let's start with uh, what you just mentioned Leslie the nursing and baby centers that are in each park quick off the top of your head do you know the location of all four i think i can tell you at least 3
0: i know the one in hollywood studios is right to the left as you enter the park and it's probably the smallest the magic kingdom one is on main street um but i don't know the other two i never used the other two so
1: Okay, so Epcot is at, it's right next to the Odyssey, that old like place that they used to use as a convention center. Ah, um, and so, okay. you know, that there's like a little kind of walkway, walkway. that you can go along the left yes. towards to get to Mexico in the World Showcase. That's right. So, if you kind of walk around, along that left side where there's it's like a pond, um, there's a restroom there. And then the uh, nursing center is right there. And then the Animal Kingdom one is right to the left of the tree of life um, as you're getting into Africa. And those are the two that my wife has used. um, And so, you know, that's why I'm familiar with those two. So between the two of us, we have them all, all four covered.
0: Divide and conquer. That's what we do here on the podcast. Yeah,
1: That's right. So what can you find um, in the nursing and baby care centers?
0: So, I mean, they, I haven't seen them recently. I I know at Disneyland they just upgraded to a vending machine. And I wonder if that's actually happened at uh, Disney world as well, where you can get, Supplies that way. Um, there are rocking chairs to, in a private area to nurse or to pump. There is, in most of them, a, well, no, I think actually in all of them, a small potty, which is perfect for potty training toddlers because my son, and I don't know about your kids, when he was potty training, he hated those giant toilets, especially if they had the automatic flush, it freaked him out. So that was, that's really nice to have just to, if you're worried at that stage of your uh, toddler journey. Um, what else am I missing,
1: Joe? I think, um, yeah, so there are nursing rooms and nursing chairs, but I think what they really offer is, and yes, you can buy supplies if you forgot, but they just kind of offer a a nice break from the park, They're air conditioned, like you don't want to be feeding your baby out in like the 90 degree heat. And so it's just a good place for you to like cool down and make sure that your baby has, you know, what she needs to continue with the day.
0: Yes, and nice clean changing tables as well. Although I, I really never use the baby care center much because most of the uh, most the most time I needed it was for changing tables. But they're in every bathroom, so if you just are on the go, there's really no no need to swing by the baby care center unless you really are need a quiet time, break time, break from the heat, or um, if it's just a change, you can get that done anywhere.
1: Agreed. And if you are planning on feeding your baby, um, you should note that each baby care center has like different rocking chairs. So I just remember, I can't remember which one my wife preferred, but um, some were better than others. Um, So, you know, keep that in mind.
0: You have to find your favorite baby care center and only go to that park, I guess.
1: That's right. You're stuck in animal kingdom for life. So when you are traveling with your babies through the park, you know, what are some tips you have for, what to do with strollers. Like, do you generally bring a stroller to the park? Do you put your baby in a baby carrier? What are your kind of ideas there?
0: I've done all of the above. And it really depends upon the season, you know, how, how much of a factor the heat is and how old the child is. I mean, the last couple of years, my son is, you know, was an older toddler, so he didn't really need a lot of stroller time. He could do a lot of walking on his own, but we needed it for those longer walks. So we would often go into a land, we would park the stroller and then we would walk around the land and do several rides and come back and grab the stroller an hour later. But, you know, at the younger stages, I was definitely all about the baby baby carrier because you can baby wear on most of the rides at uh, Disney parks. I mean, there are a couple of exceptions, but a lot of the ones that you take your baby on anyway, you could just pop them in the baby carrier and um, they can come along with you. My son has taken many a nap on Pirates of the Caribbean, so it's a great place, nice and air conditioned and The darkness makes him conk
1: out. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think we said this in a previous episode, but if you are flying in and you don't want to deal with a stroller on the plane, and you can handle it. Um, You can always rent a stroller. And I've actually rented, even though that's the most expensive option, I've rented a stroller from Walt Disney World before, like at Hollywood Studios. And those work fine, too. You know, it's a little hard because it's just that plastic, but uh, it does dry up very nicely after the rain.
0: Yeah, very necessary given the weather if you're there in the summertime. Yeah, I've never rented one of the strollers from Disney parks. And actually, I always bring my own. I don't know if I'm cheap or I just like the the model that I have. But uh, yeah, there are a lot of options depending upon the logistics that you, that you need, whether you're flying or driving, all of that.
1: And I will say, speaking of the rain, you should make sure you have some plan for how you're going to cover your stroller. Otherwise, you know, you don't want to put a baby back into a wet stroller after you were on, like, after you were on, like, Spaceship Earth or something like that.
0: Yes, good point. We actually just used an extra poncho. But, you know, if you have one of those fancy stroller, uh, clear, you know, see-through things, those work too.
1: Great tip. So speaking of rides, um, you know, what kind of rides? Let's just pick one ride from every park that you would recommend taking a young toddler or baby onto.
0: All right. I'll start with Magic Kingdom. It's got to be Dumbo. That is the classic one that you want to have the shot of your baby smiling with delight as you go around the circle. It's a character that they probably will have most likely encountered earlier along their sort of Disney growth timeline. So, I mean, obviously, you're, you know, a six month old's not going to know Dumbo, but your two year old might.
1: All right. And I will counter you with uh, Small World. You know, it's a nice long ride, it's air conditioned, there's not a lot of lines, and there's just a lot of visual stimulation and hauntingly happy music for your baby to enjoy. And you can ride that multiple times. And you know, that was my kid's favorite rides until they were three um, and then started getting scared of the hippo for some reason. Cause they're weirdos.
0: My, I was just at Disneyland this past weekend with my son and we rode that more than any other ride. We rode it three times. It was his favorite. And he was pointing out that there was this really creepy sun in the room that was white. Um, so yeah, he's apparently being creeped out by small world now too. Oh,
1: so that's sun that like um, kind of rocks back and forth, right?
0: It's, it may be different in the Disneyland version of the ride. It has these light up eyes and it looks a little bit like Coco-esque, I would say, in which he's seen. So I, I don't know. He, he was like, when are we getting to that creepy sun, mom? But uh, <laughs> yeah, but he's otherwise loved the ride. You're totally right. There's a lot of he, his his jaw was kind of dropped the entire time as he took in all of the visual sights.
1: It's a small world haunting kids and adults since 1963 or whenever. That's right. All right, uh, let's go to Epcot. What would you recommend?
0: Definitely Grand Fiesta Tour, the slow boat ride in Mexico with the three caballeros. Donald Duck's featured there. It's air conditioned. It's not scary. Um, the the wait is never long. That's that's definitely a favorite of our families.
1: And I'll cheat a little bit. I'll just say pretty much any of the boat rides at Epcot are good. Grand Fiesta, like you said. The Frozen ride is great if uh, you don't have to wait in line long. Living with the land, my kids really like that because it's nice and bright. um, So you can do any of those. And of course, all right, I'm definitely cheating on Epcot, but it's our favorite park, as we've established. Um, But, you know, if you want your kid to take a nap, take them on Spaceship Earth. So boring. We'll knock them right out.
0: I love how we're recommending rides to get the kids to sleep, like bring them to Disney World and then put them to sleep.
1: So. hey we're just being practical here okay you want that's the kid true. to go to sleep so you can split up and go on the thrill rides by yourself
0: that's right and you don't have to go back to the hotel for a nap every day that's right so this is this is a useful strategies for parenting
1: yes top tips top tips right nothing but the top tips on disney deciphered
0: that's right
1: animal kingdom what do you have definitely flight of passage right
0: exactly yeah it's gonna be years just you just,
1: you just strap them now. into your back you just strap them into your back and no one will notice anyway what do you what do you got
0: Kilimanjaro Safaris is always a good one for babies. I mean, babies love live animals, so you get to see them from the Jeep. It is a little bumpy. So that's one of the rides I would definitely recommend putting, especially younger babies in a baby carrier to keep them more secure. But yeah, that's always good.
1: Yeah. And I definitely say that um, toddlers really enjoy that ride. Cause you know, they can start pointing out all the animals they know um, for animal kingdom. All right. I'm just going to keep cheating. I will say the ride not to take them to is it's tough to be a bug. If you want to, scare the kids for the rest of their lives, take them to it's tough to be a bug. Otherwise go on pretty much anything else that they are tall enough to ride.
0: Yeah. That's totally a terrifying show. I have no idea why that is geared towards the
1: younger set. I mean, I was closing my eyes. Okay. So, all right. And then finally, Hollywood studios, do you uh, have something from toy story land or one of the older rides? What do you think is uh, best for the little, little ones?
0: Goodness. I mean, I think the shows are almost the better choices at Hollywood Studios. Um, I, I guess this is sort of cheating because this isn't a ride, but the Disney Junior meet and greets that are outside the Disney Junior live on stage show, those are always just excellent, great chance to get a lot of photo ops with the PhotoPass photographers. So that's something that I never miss when I've taken my kids at younger ages and stages, because you get the the great shots to take home for the scrapbook.
1: Yeah, that's a great call. And uh, just I would just advise just staying in that plaza in general you can go to the disney junior live show you can check out the little mermaid um all of that's good at hollywood studios and then of course now you have toy story land too so talking about rides really quickly can you i think we did this on a previous episode but can you just update us what the rider switch situation looks like at walt disney world right now and how that works
0: yes it's very much a moving target um and you will get different answers depending upon the park you're in or the cast member that you're talking to. I tried to investigate it over the summer on our last trip, but the bottom line is you go to a ride, you know, if you have a baby that's too young to ride or too short or too scared to ride, you go to the, the queue, whether it be the fast pass queue or the regular queue, and you tell the cast member that you'd like to do rider switch. And the baby does have to be there. The younger child has to be there to prove that you're not cheating And then the cast member will load a return ticket onto the other adult that's going to be waiting there with the babies, their their, uh, magic band or their ticket, and as well as up to three other people.
1: To be clear, we mean three people total. Go ahead.
0: That's right. You know, if there's a big sister or big brother involved, that child can ride twice. So they can ride with the first parent, they can ride with mom on the first ride, and then they can ride with dad on the second ride, something like that. But it's still a very much a moving target. Like some cast members will tell you, you know, everybody in your group has to have a fast pass if you're going to be using FastPass to ride the attraction. Some won't. They'll also load a return time for the second group that is basically an hour window, but they'll kind of make it have a little bit of a lag time. So like, say they expect it will take you 20 minutes to get through the ride. They won't start that hour time window till 20 minutes later. So that can lead to some weird situations happening where maybe the first group gets off the ride, and it's not time for the second group to return yet. Or maybe the first group takes longer than you'd expect, and then your hour window on the back end is substantially shortened. So, yeah, it's, it's a far more complicated system now than it needs to be. They used to just give you a paper ticket, and you would walk on your merry way and use it later anytime you wanted. But, um, yeah, it requires some, some uh, I guess, strategery, in the, the wise words of our former president to uh, make it work. What was your experience, Joe?
1: Yeah, I do not think I've used the new system yet just because um, we wrote everything together. But I would say that I've definitely heard that some cast members say the entire party has to have a fast pass, but you basically are not lying if you were to say you've heard other cast members say that it doesn't matter. Um, And so I think you should be able to talk your way into doing it, even if only half your party has the fast pass. Um, But that's just my guess. And I'll test that out next time I go down with kids.
0: Yeah, I tested that exact theory myself at Disneyland because they actually moved to this rider switch system first. And I was able to talk my way out of it once, but it was only asked once the rest of the time, it was never a problem that we only had fast pass for the first group.
1: Yeah, I'd say the one exception is probably Flight of Passage. I bet you they're pretty stingy there. But besides that, like, I think, you know, they're gonna, I mean you're sitting there strapped with strap with a baby strapped to you. Like they're, they're not going to tell you to just go pound sand or something.
0: Right. Right. So, so anyway, this is a moving target. We'll keep watching it when we go on future trips, but, uh, and I'll be doing rider switch for a very long time because my son is still too chicken to ride anything, even though he's 40 inches tall.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, Just one more funny story. Disney's not like the TSA who took my daughter's bottle of milk out and looked directly into her five-year-old eyes and were like, you must pour this out and poured it out right in front of her.
0: Cruel TSA, breaking the heart. I'm just
1: kidding. (laughs) They didn't pour it out in front of her, but that would have been pretty funny. I had to pour it out and go back through the line, but because we let the baby go through first so then they would not let us take the milk. So pro tip, keep your baby with you if you want to get your milk in through uh, security.
0: Yeah, your baby's your ticket to everything.
1: All right, so how would you recommend staying cool? Do you know, do you recommend taking a break. You know, we have a whole entire episode about staying cool. So why don't we just talk about, you know, how do you work in breaks when you have a baby with you? Like, how's that different from when you have older kids?
0: Yeah, we for the last couple of years, we've been all about starting early because the baby is going to be up anyway. And, um, you know, hitting rope drop, making sure you get a lot of rides in those first two hours. And then as it starts to get hotter, that's when you take a break lines are getting longer. And we were big fans when my son was at napping age, we would Mostly go back to the hotel and take a nap a lot of days. He, neither of my kids were great stroller nappers or carrier nappers. So that was our strategy, but I know a lot of other families power through. What about you, Joe?
1: Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what it's like once we have three and we're doing a full day in the park. But when we had one or when we had two, um, we just had them stroller nap half the days. And then the other half of the days, we went back uh, to the hotel. Um, and sometimes we wouldn't even go back to the parks. You know, we just call it early. I would say, the number one thing I would recommend if you're traveling with a baby is, you know, just take it easy. Um, you don't have to try to get anything, try to get everything in at once. Um, they're free, quote unquote, so you don't really need to worry about that. You know, don't put too much pressure on yourself to have an amazing time and fill up every single minute.
0: Yes, because that's when meltdowns happen, and you know that's not fun for anybody.
1: All right, so I think that about does it. So let's move to Disney and don'ts. So let's move to Disney do's and don'ts. Leslie, do you have a Disney do or don't for traveling with a baby?
0: So I have a Disney do. Think about rooms when you have a baby. Um, The room layout, this was one thing that always was a huge problem for my family because my daughter, my older child, when she was a baby, would not go to sleep if there was light or noise in the room. So a lot of the room layouts at the value in the moderate resorts at Disney World have only a curtain separating the sink area of the bathroom from the rest of the bedroom. So those kind of rooms did not work for us at that stage in our, our family travel life because she could see the light. She could hear the noise if we were brushing our teeth. It would wake her up. So I always would look for a room with a door that closed off the entire bathroom. Um, and you can find that, of course, at the more expensive Disney hotels.
1: Uh, of course. All right, so you know that's what we got for traveling with a baby. I think, in the end, you know, both Leslie and I recommend you should just do it if you are thinking about it. Like, if you want to go to Disney World, just uh, take your baby. Your experience will definitely be different, but that doesn't make it that doesn't mean it's going to be better or worse. And we've both had great times traveling with our very young children to Walt Disney World and Disneyland. So you know, definitely just just go for it. That's uh, our advice. Well said, Joe. We will. See you next time on Disney Deciphered. You can find old episodes at Disney Deciphered.com. Connect with us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered, or email us, Disney at gmail.com. Or if you have a question, comment, or a tip for what you like to do when you bring babies to the park, you can also tweet us at WDW Deciphered. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. And Leslie, I'll see you at the babysitter. Thanks, Jeff.